This episode of Noise of the Broke Boys is brought to you by the Gym Photoshoot Helpline. Do you enjoy filming yourself doing jumping jacks to post on social media? Does taking photos of yourself with weights near you make you feel cool? Do you think perspiration allows your skin to glisten in the gym lamplight during your workout photo shoot? I believe you've come to the right place for your terrible addiction. Unfortunately, no one wants to see your nasty body while scrolling through social media looking for posts of animals doing cute things. And admitting this is step one. But more importantly, help is available. Tell your photography staff to stay home today. In fact, let them know that they will need to look for new employment. Today, you'll work out without taking pictures of yourself. It will be a hard journey, but our telephone operators are standing by for assistance. Call 1-800-DUMBELL-VANITY for help anytime you feel the weight of your addiction. That's 1-800-DUMBELL-VANITY. And now, onto the show. In today's episode, I sit down with a dancer I've been rocking with since I was young. Together, we built our crew, Second Nature, through hard work and dedication. I've always admired this guy for his ability to flow with music. He has an uncanny skill for dissecting music in real time and getting his body to move in a very creative way. He's a dancer with many different hats, including popping, breaking, locking, house, and anything else he's picked up along his way. He is from Sacramento, California, but currently lives in Australia. Please enjoy the episode with my friend and inspiration, Mikey. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Noise of the Broke Boys podcast. My name is Kurt Rockski, and I'm here today with my good friend, Mikey. What hey, up? Why don't you give us a little uh, intro to <laughs> you, uh, since people might not know who you are. No, I'm pretty sure nobody knows who I am, but that's cool. I know you. Uh, <laughs> uh, my name is Mikey Joaquin. I am a uh, dancer originally from Sacramento, currently living in Brisbane, Australia. I do, um, what is it? I guess the term is an all-styles dancer. So Yeah, I, like, so, because, so when I first met you, um, you were breaking, right, with, like, the Step Boys? No, no, I was not. But I met you through them, right? Yes. Um, a couple of them taught me. Yeah. That's how I got started. That, that's what that they, they, I started with b-boying, and that's, yeah. they are the ones that uh, taught me initially, but I was never on uh, Step Boys. You weren't on, yeah, I know you weren't on Step Boys, but uh, I just remember, I think, being at Ivan's house. This is a friend of ours who's part of a group called Step Boys, uh, and I was maybe like 15 or 16 years old, and I was there, and you were there doing, a f- like, practicing flares or something. And Badly, I think that's probably. how we met. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, this guy breaks. And then I think you started doing something else, like popping or something around that time. And then I was mm-hmm. like, oh, this guy can do everything. And then in my <laughs> mind, you went from B-boy to everything. So uh, Yeah. Around that time, it was just like, um, I think... Uh, I, fe- I felt like I was getting in the game late because I started dancing about like sixteen, like mucking around, mm-hmm. um, and like you know, like you know, like as you do, you start like in, in your garage or in your room. But I really, um, it really, <laughs> it's I don't know if it's bad to like say or like ruins my street cred, but like um, I don't think you so. you got served was like my I mean oh. okay look we'll take it farther back I think I've been I've been dancing most of my life I just don't. I didn't consider it dancing at the time. Like my oh. parents, I watched. I grew up watching Michael Jackson. I'd imitate him all the time, mm-hmm. but I couldn't like do stuff. I just yeah, liked yeah. to move. But you did like 
kids, you know, you hear a song and you're like, oh, yeah, that's my jam. Yeah. And then you yeah, uh, you're right. jump yeah. around and then your parents go like, oh, what's he doing? Yeah, exactly. I was always moving. <laughs> I was always moving and stuff. And um, yeah. and then um, I was fortunate yeah, after watching that, I was like, oh, that's a thing that people do. Like you yeah. got served. And uh, if you haven't seen this, go check it out. It's like that was like a, a big that was kind of like the first uh, what do you call it? Dance crew movie. Because, like, they have um, Beat Street for b-boying and, it was, like, hip-hop styles. Yeah. I feel like that was when... That movie, You Got Served, was when the urban dance scene got its, like, second wind a little bit. Mm. Oh, wait, wait, was Honey first? Oh, yeah, you're right. Honey was first, which was Jessica Alba. Uh, she might have been the only one in there. I mean, like... I remember yeah, a bunch of b-boys about, were in yeah, there. It was all about her, stuff. yeah, but... I think it, uh, I think you got served was when it kind of like took off and it was like yeah. yo this is dope because no one says honey but when pe- people say like oh you I just watched got, honey people still say like you got served though like people still say that I don't know who but I know I hear I watched it. honey but it wasn't for the dancing yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> if you know what I mean yeah I'm saying <laughs> no I'm saying um, but yeah so that was what got me really excited I was like oh that's the thing you can do yeah. and then you know when you find that you're interested in something you all of a sudden you start noticing that it's always been around. And yeah. there was this kid, oh, I forget his name, but he used to get down with, like, um, Will and Rex, like some kids I know before they were on Step Boys. I forget his name. He went, he lived in Antelope, and he would he did uh, this really cool move that where you spin around the floor called windmill, windmills. Yeah. Uh, I forget his, oh, but he doesn't break anymore. And, like, I think he joined Wait, was the he band. Asian? No, he was white. Remember did he have his, dreads? No, because so I remember oh. back in the day, there was like a bunch of there was like in mm-hmm. Anal- I don't know if you knew them I knew at some the of them because I'd always yeah, practice Will, at June's house. Yeah, Will, Cody, and um, ah, oh, I keep forgetting his name, but he he had sick power. Oh, he could do. Dang, I don't remember his name because yeah, he like either. quit. He did when he like and started like joined a band or something. Something like that. Yeah, when we were mm. probably still in high school, maybe like just out of high school. Yeah, probably. but like when I was in, mi- I remember he's been doing it because he his brother did it and he started learning. But I was in mm-hmm. middle school. And we were at a school dance. So this is after I'd seen you got served. Yeah. And then they had like a dance competition. And you know, like a bunch of people enter. But when you're at that age, no one can do shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no yeah. one can do cool stuff. And then this kid just comes out and just starts doing windmills for days, and just spinning like, around. Oh, man. Like, and I was just like, that is dope. And I wound up like, how did you, you know, where'd you learn to do that? Oh yeah, my brother does. And then he's like, I think either him. Oh no, my brother, my brother actually knew, knew Will from Step uh-huh. Boys. And he's like, yeah, I know some of them, they break dances. I was like, yeah, could you introduce me? And even though I was like two years older than all of them, yeah. I still like I, that's that's just how much it drew me. And so I yeah. And then I'd go, and they just lived down the street, which was also cool. So I just went down to their house whenever they were free, mm-hmm. and just be like, "Yo, um, you know, t- show me some stuff." Mm-hmm. And then over time, I got one shit practice at home. I joined a choreography team called uh, Press Play. Mm-hmm. I, I was in. I was a part of another one before called Asian Image. <laughs> It, it didn't. Um, Everyone had their didn't own. Didn't stick like, around. Yeah, it didn't. Yeah, it was high cool school, though. Like dance crew. Mine yeah. was called the Panda Express Crew. So <laughs> we probably take the cake for the worst name ever. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. But um, <laughs> yeah, it was my idea. But it was still, it was still fun. And then I joined Press Play, which is a like a much bigger th- deal. Yeah. And that's when I really got into the culture. Like, and and Press Play for people who don't know was made by uh, Joe Larat, right? Yep. Who is original Jabawakis? Yes. Um, very good dancer. Mm-hmm. Highly influential in the Sacramento scene. Yeah, and currently one of the, um, obviously one of the big heads in Jabberwockies who now run the uh, Las Vegas show. Mm-hmm. Super successful. I just watched it. Super dope. Yeah, go check it out. Um, 
Yeah, and that's when I really got into the culture because there were three directors at the time, Joe, this guy named Brandon Greathouse, mm -hmm. and then uh, Jason Magsusi. And mm -hmm. they all had their own strengths and did a lot for me in terms of getting my my mentality and work ethic and what I valued as a dancer. Mm -hmm. And um, for me, it was more, it was just about like just gathering all the knowledge you can mm -hmm. and and committing it into creating like a, your own style. Because I think back then dancing was still very, very segregated. You were a popper, you were yeah. a locker. You it's still... It still really is too. I mean, but. but I think these I think these days now with like things like um, you know, all the dance programs there are on, as well as the like you know t uh, major dance competitions, um, events like uh, Just Debout in France mm -hmm. or the Red Bull battles. It's really kind of and the internet has just allowed everyone to really realize that it's such a bigger world out there. Whereas at the time we didn't have any of that. We literally had like you either got a DVD from a jam. Or yeah. like a or friggin' like before VCR YouTube. tape, yeah. Or You're stealing yeah. YouTube, sometimes stealing uh, VHS tapes from your friends, yeah. <laughs> or or sometimes even like you'd wait for like the uh, like the Justebu kind of compilation reel from like that oh. year's event on the website on Style to Oof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dot com. I don't know if it's still there. And you had to down. I remember you had to download the video. That's when internet and it was like yell at you. <laughs> yeah, it was on your. Uh, 56k modem which like yeah it rings and whatever and like it takes hell a long so to download long anything. yeah but yeah it would be a you know a 10 minute video <laughs> it downloads like all day and then oh man i remember i was downloading some stuff probably off the same website and it was just downloading for hours and hours and hours and then my mom would go like i need to use a phone and then, and then, the, it like, <laughs> then it cuts off and, just, no! and then yeah and so <laughs> and then like you know, maybe half the video downloaded and you'd like try to watch it and like just cuts off or it's like messed up or something. Yeah, man. Those were the days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's like a lot of us were like latchkey kids. So it's not like you had other stuff. You just, you'd be at home and you had this new thing. So you had time to wait. Yeah. But now everything's just so go, go, go. Everything's yeah. so fast. A lot of times I would just press download and then go and yeah somewhere. Or yeah. yeah. Or play video games. Or play video games. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, so you started out as a b-boy, eventually got into kind of like choreo dancing and Brandon and them kind of introduced you to popping, popping, locking. locking. And I liked all of it. And I like, once I, the more they show me, the more I'd go online, like, and YouTube just started out, but people were posting like, just like mm -hmm. crazy. Or sometimes YouTube's, but I think, was it Google was there at the time, right? Like early on mm -hmm. it was Google and like, you could look up. Um, dance videos and different styles and mm -hmm. it was hard to find but when at that time when you're that into something you put the time in search through the you internet. search through everything i'd be up at like 4 a.m yeah. trying to imitate freaking like moves from exhibits like dance videos oh <laughs> yeah and no, then my mom would bust in the room and he's like what's all this thumping yeah what's this shit yeah what are you Dude. doing i'm just like oh sorry i'm like fully dressed up too. <laughs> so whack you know what's was, funny is like Cause I used to do the same thing and I would, you know, watch whatever, some, some shit like late at night. Um, my parents' house is just a one story house. So luckily I wasn't like jumping on their, the roof to their bedroom or whatever, but I would like be making hella noise and shit. Mm. Um, and they would come yell at me. And so instead <laughs> of like just going to bed, I learned how to like break quieter <laughs> and i didn't know, realize this until somebody mentioned to me one day like that i break like a ninja and i was like what the hell do you even mean and they're like 
you're like so silent. And I was like, well, that's what you oh. want to do. Like you like yeah. that's because like, like isn't that correct me if I'm wrong? Isn't that like kind of the mentality from like even the OG era? It was just like super swift, clean control. You know how to touch the floor. So you like because like you would get up and you still want your suit to look nice because like yeah, people would always get down was. at the clubs. They didn't want to scuff their shoes or like dirty up their or pants get sweaty or whatever. Even. Get, uh, yeah, <laughs> definitely. You wanted to come out looking like a gangster. Yeah, straight um, up. Like and super so fresh. yeah, you had to step really precisely and stuff. So I don't ne- know if it was necessarily to be quiet, but it was more to like not mess mm. up your nice ass clothes. I, I I agree though. I do think you look you do move very ninja esque. <laughs> I would just, I would use the term methodical. Methodical. <laughs> like, okay. You know what I'm saying? Like it's yeah, like yeah. it seems like everything's thoughtful, not just like mm. you know. Sometimes you see like b boys who just learn. Or, you know, we'll say like dancers who learn moves. Like I wouldn't classify myself as a b boy. Mm-hmm. Just because um I didn't I never fully prescribed to the to the culture and I don't know if that's a disqualifier or anything but just like um when you watch like some dancers learn tricks and they just kind of spew things out like yeah, you're doing yeah, a yeah. button combination in Mortal Kombat <laughs> and yeah, you just yeah, think yeah. it just works I just do the thing and that's it and it's like no there's a form there's a way to do it yeah. there's a certain control and finesse about certain things and that's why that's what separates good dancers from great dancers your understanding of those of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I feel like that's how I started dancing is like learning very precise and fundamental type of breaking. And as I, I kept doing that, I think I got bored of it and was like, man. And then I started like, you know, watching videos of like different styles. And I was like, dude, this stuff is tight. Yeah. How the hell can I make this look like breaking so that no one's like, you know, saying, oh, you're not breaking anymore or whatever. So I... I spent uh, a lot of time like trying to figure out that. Mm. Like I was, t- I remember I took um, a modern dance class, and that totally changed my mentality. Actually, because makes sense. No, I can see that in you now. Yeah, because they instead of certain moves, they focused on like form and you know looking a certain way, and so it, it kind of like took the veil off of doing moves and more like doing. Yeah. Something doing yeah. a shape, yeah. You and I was like, oh, okay. your, like your what's that? You're kind of you shifts your perception in a way that enables you to kind of act more uninhibited or dance more like uninhibitedly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so I started, I started like playing around with that a lot. And then, um, if you remember Lau, he he was like good at ballet and stuff like that. And he kind of yeah, showed me Lau was so dope. Yeah, now he's got a kid. He's still dope. Mm. Um, but. He's the dope at changing guy. diapers now. So <laughs> <laughs> oh, he was the nicest guy too. I think Very that was nice the thing. Wait, was he? He was. Was he second nature? Yeah, he's second nature. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, um, so, yeah I just haven't seen him in like probably. He got down, like I years. think, way after you got down though. Um, yeah, I, yeah. And I think you had already moved to Vegas when he got down. Actually. I think that's why. I think that's why. Yeah, my my memory is fuzzy. I just remember him being super dope, and mm-hmm. like definitely, like, I just. Uh, I think out of all, everyone in Second Nature, he had the the mo- the the most b boy build. Just uh-huh. like, like, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's just so much. Yeah, like he's the closest we had to Junior. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> <'Cause>, yeah. <laughs> yeah, his upper body was massive, and then he had like my legs, but shorter. <laughs> oh, you're talking about Quang, actually? Quang no, no, Bang. no, no, Quang. No, Qu- no, okay, no, Quang's probably. Quang does top that. Quang is Hulk. Oh, okay. I guess Lau's, I can see Lau's what you're like saying. A, Lau is yeah. a little bit like that, yeah. Yeah. You know, like, so, like, Chai is, like, pretty proportional. Yeah. And Quang is, like, super massive. But he's, like, buff everywhere. Uh-huh. And then Lau was, like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, monkey buff. Monkey buff, yeah. 
and he could spin like crazy too. Now they are all, they're all super dope. That's what made me, and that's the reason kind of like I'm like okay, well like if I'm not like on that tip or if I'm not like at the level, I don't feel right, you know, like calling myself a b boy because I didn't, I don't, I didn't put the time in, you know, like it's and then like when you call when you put those kind of titles on, I feel like there's like an amount of uh, respect involved. Especially because our culture is very respect based. Yeah, you know, it's like you don't you don't want to just claim, oh yeah, you know, like because you know, like being a dancer, that being a dancer, an actor, whatever, that's the thing. That's a job that anyone could just say they are. Yeah, you know, you don't need a qualification. You don't have to go to school. You can just say you are one, and yeah. regard, and no one can like assess your level until you actually get down. And I don't want to be like, oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm a b boy. I used to. I remember I used to like when I was younger. You hide behind those names. I like you know I, I had like made up a bunch of names I thought were cool. And mm-hmm. then you kind of, and then it's like focusing too much on the external versus the actual just craft of b-boying. Yeah. Uh, I would say that I used to think more on that in terms of like break, be, being a b-boy as like an exclusive term. But I think I've shifted a little bit mm. on that because now I look at it as like if somebody wants to do it and say that they're it, who am I to stop them? Mm. You know what I mean? It's, uh, it's, this is a thing that is open to anybody. So if you want to dance and you want to roll around on the ground uh, and call yourself a b-boy, that's b-boy to me. Because mm. l- look at it like this. Like when it first started, before the b-boy was even a term, people were just dancing, listening to, you know, a DJ cut a break, you know, live. And they were like, oh, this is dope. I'm going to go dance. And then someone said, that's breaking. But... Whatever in their mind, they weren't like saying anything else. They're mm. just trying to dance, and so I feel like if you're if you're doing that, you're a b boy, and no, so uh, you know, and especially if you want to call yourself a b boy, like go f- yeah. go for it. I don't. It doesn't matter to me. It doesn't. I don't think it hurts. It doesn't hurt the term b boy at all. Um, in fact, I think <laughs> it makes it stronger if you got more people interested in it and perspectives coming outside of the traditional sense of the word b-boy coming in there and then redefining it almost and opening it up i guess to a wider range i think that's good uh for breaking that's fair opinion that's fair i think i was mainly just speaking for myself just because like i remember i got checked um really early on about like being a poser (laughs) oh yeah yeah, (laughs) like when you're younger and i think everyone has that but I think I just, um, yeah, like after when I in when that happened when I was younger, I'm just like, you know, like you really. I think I just for myself, just really wanted to make sure if I'm going to do something, I want to be as like authentic about it as possible, and rather like it's not like because I have so much respect for like dancers who do these things at the varying levels, and yeah, I would hate yeah. to disrespect. Yeah, them. I would hate to like disrespect or in any way kind of like cheapen. You mm-hmm. know, by like putting my yeah. representing myself a certain way, and then have people like, "Oh yeah, well, b boys are like this," mm-hmm. and it's like, "No, it's not. They're not. They're not." I mean, like, of course, yeah, like you said, it's it's more. It's a definitely these, especially these days, it's a much more fluid mm-hmm. uh, term. All of these things, but I guess that's just something I took from when I was younger to be like, "You're like, yeah. I'm not gonna say that I'm a popper. I don't even I don't even consider myself like a locker because mm. um, I do it, but I feel like the way. I think my discipline is not at, to the level that a lot of the people that I respect and yeah. look up to at. But that's just that's just me about I me. Look at, 
I look at you as like a mixed martial artist in a way where a mixed martial artist wouldn't necessarily say I do, you know, Taekwondo or something. They maybe learned it and then took what they like mm. from it and put it into their own style. And then kind of like the Bruce Lee mentality. It's the Bruce Lee mentality. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, is yeah, just taking what you like from it and making whatever you want. And then you're not really sticking to certain genre, even of music too. And you're just, mm. you know, I think a lot of times with breaking is you're kind of stuck with the music you get from a, a certain DJ. Mm. Um, but I know that you, whenever you hear a dope song, you're like, all right, put it on the, the playlist for you know dance music um which which i do as well but i don't think all dancers do that so um but yeah so in a way i think that you're kind of like a mixed martial artist oh, thanks, man. To, to dancing um, which which means then you have like kind of a unique style where you kind of you go between yeah t- between styles i guess is the really the only way to say it is like you'll be standing up You'll go down, you'll do some kind of breaking move, come up, do a locking like splits, pop up, do a wave. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe a windmill once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> oh, bro. Yeah. My, my power has always kind of been uh, fluctuating. But yeah, like I, that's, that's what I try. That's, I mean, I try that. But I mean, these days, like if you've seen the kids these days, man, they're, they're crazy. They're on some different, they're on some different shit, man. They're, They've been, the I way, think a lot of them were like little there were kids of b-boys that were really good and they just learned breaking when they were basically you know born well yeah exactly it's just that ten thousand hours rule and they got yeah. like a massive head they start. got ten thousand hours when they were like five well, pretty much man because it's like like what's cool is like when and that's why they say like when you get them young the possibilities are endless because yeah. they have unlimited time unlimited resources unlimited energy yeah. And, um, you know, especially if they can, if they are able, if it's something they're super interested in, you know how, like, yeah. like if you ever met, if you ever, like, worked at, like, in childcare, mm-hmm. you see, like, a kid, if you let them, will just play with blocks and cars mm. for 24 hours straight. Like, they'll play it yeah. until they pass out. Because that's all they want to do. And that's yeah. great. You know, like, when they have a focus. So, like, when a kid's interested in b-boying, they'll just do that. The minute they have any spare time, they'll just do that. So that, you got kids that are not even 10, who are like mm-hmm. smoking, you know, fully grown, seasoned yeah. career dancers? Me, <laughs> yeah, me, Dude. me too, me too. Like it's, it's like all scary day. actually when you battle now because I'm like, oh, I gotta go against a little kid. But back get, in the day, it's like, oh, I can take this kid. Yeah. And then now I'm like, oh, now, dude, I don't know. I've never seen this kid before. He might be crazy good and like just mm. destroy me. But they also get like that hype amplit, like you know, like it's like if like the crowd is like a score. Oh, they're yeah. like the they hype amp. They get like a double, double yeah. damage amplifier because they're <laughs> All kids. All things equal, this kid is gonna beat me for sure. If he exactly. does a good around just as good as me, dude, he's gonna win. Yeah, he's gonna win. For so then sure. you have to throw all your best rounds at this kid. You gotta like to double s- damage. Yeah, him. <laughs> you have to smash this kid, and you like, uh-huh. and it's also bad because then if you smash this kid, then you, you look mean you look for m- smashing a kid. Yeah, <laughs> especially <laughs> if you like burn them or do anything, <laughs> anything like directly at the kid apart from dance. You jump over the kid, you make fun of him for being small. Everyone's like, "Oh man, come on!" It's like, dude. I want to win. <laughs> yeah, dude. I I made this joke with a bunch of my friends actually is like battling and because they, they'll ask me like why I don't battle too often. I'm like, dude, if you really think about it, 
I'll if I go to the jam, I'm gonna be one of the oldest people there, and I'm gonna be battling kids almost half my age all day, all day, and then uh, say I beat them. Now I look like I'm picking on kids. Say they beat me. Now I'm getting beat by little kids. Like you can't win. Well, it's, and it's it, yeah, you're like you say you in the jam. You got the trophy. You're like ah, I beat a bunch of kids. Like that's what that trophy <laughs> should be engraved with. <laughs> but man, no, it's it's a different time now. Cause like so like on that same tip, a kid, and I think that's what what it's a cool a good thing is that like any art form, especially like dance, is that you know it's like you know ballet came out, and then when music changed, the new um, new art forms respond, and then eventually we got to hip hop. But there was only a finite amount. Of, each dance style only has a finite amount of moves. And yeah. over time, the next generation learned all of that at like age five to ten. Mm-hmm. So then, as they get older, they put, they have combined those things and evolved those things. And it's like exponential growth of the arts. So yeah. now you've got, you know, be you've got all styles dancers who can b boy competently pop. Lock, combine it all together mm-hmm. before they're even 20 it's nuts mm-hmm. and like so like you're just any anytime you go up against anyone it's like you don't know what you're getting unless yeah, yeah. you're super familiar with that local scene but internationally man like if you go like go international balance you, just, you don't know what you're gonna get man <laughs> it's 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 really awesome it's really awesome yeah definitely. it's like it's a really good time for dance especially yeah. b-boying yeah i think all dance, really, because it's just becoming more popular. More people are getting in- interested in it, and uh, I think, I think, what's great is that a lot of the styles are so interconnected now, where, where in, in the sense that you go to like a breaking jam, like say freestyle session or something, they'll have a popping competition mm. or a locking competition or whatever. And all styles, all yeah, and all styles competition. So you would go there for the breaking. And then you get introduced to all this other stuff, and then maybe that stuff resonates with you more, and then you start doing that. Yeah. So I think that's that's really cool. And then you're also seeing it on TV more and movies and, and, um, and uh, now finally the Olympics. And then yeah, now breaking is going into the 2024 Olympics. Which you th- when you think about it, it's actually kind of cool because what? Um, how old is B boying now? Uh, let's see. It was started probably mid 70s. I, I know that there's varying um, yeah. people's opinions on that, but um, let's just say yeah, probably mid-70s, mm-hmm. mid-70s. So that's like... About 50, almost 50. Like almost 50 years probably. So mm-hmm. it's actually, damn, dude, that's kind of crazy because it's such a young dance and we've been in it for, at least for myself, I've been breaking for at least 18 19 years probably so that's like a third of the time it's been around that's kind of insane it is yeah (laughs) when you think about it and now and then the olympics now changes the whole game because the minute you make you put something in uh, as a a sport with quantifiable scores yeah and the mentality the focus is on things and then you wonder like are they going to have different kinds of breaking events like obviously right now it's just 2v2 um, co-ed teams, which is dope. Yeah, yeah. Which is dope because, like, you know, there are, are, are so many amazing uh, B-girls out there. And prior to recent years, there wasn't always, like, you know, the climate wasn't always great for them. Yeah. And I feel like now it's, like, this is, this is a great way to equalize it. And now, 
But on top of that, it's just now that um, any Olympian can now, you know, like B-boys can finally kind of reach that um, career standard that other yeah. uh, that other athletes can with, you know, getting yeah. brand deals. Like, you could actually retire a gold medalist B-boy. Yeah. Like, that mm. sounds freaking cool. Yeah, that's, like, that's pretty insane. Mm. And I think the athleticism has always been there in breaking. 100%. But... It just wasn't respected as kind of anything, really. It's just mm. like, oh, so some dudes rolling around on the cardboard or whatever. <laughs> so now it's getting at least some recognition mm. as like a legit thing. I, th- I actually look at it a lot like s- how skateboarding and mixed martial arts used to be, mm. where it's I mean, considered be- background tomfoolery. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just like some bullshit you were doing uh, to waste your time. Uh, at least skateboarding was. Um, and uh, then some brilliant people were like, let's make uh, the X Games. And then mm. kind of, you know, I don't know. There was probably a lot of discussion about how to, like, judge it that went along. And I know mm. they have a lot of different events in it. But eventually when they figured all that stuff out, dude, the sport blew the hell up. And yeah. now there's, like, video games and freaking True. movies and stuff. And you got, like, legit celebrities, uh, celebrity uh uh, athletes, yeah. yeah, like uh, like Tony, Tony Hawk, Hawk dude, he's set set for life. Seriously, <laughs> and he's not even like Olymp. Wait, do they have? I'm sorry if this is a dumb question. Is any are any extreme sports in the Olympics? I don't know. I don't think like so. rock climbing. That should be an Olympic sport. Oh yeah, that have you seen be. speed climbing? They're crazy, dude. It's crazy. And the yeah. amount of yeah, because they're they're reaching with their leg and their arm at the same time. They're literally Spider Man. Yeah. But um, <laughs> that's some insane stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that mm. really should get and there the should respect be a, as like a, a Olympic uh, sport. And there should be things that they should take out as well, <laughs> <laughs> like like Canadian thing with the rock and the brooms. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, uh, yeah, it's was uh, it was it curling? Olympic level uh, cleaning your house. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's just, they, they call it curling. Curling they should yeah, really yeah. change the name to like. <laughs> friction ball or friction something. ball yeah i mean <laughs> i don't really care that it's a sport I, it's it's um it's not something i would really watch but i got respect for people who I mean, yeah, do yeah, it yeah. you know there's I an audience mean, for everything yeah it doesn't hurt me that it's in there i guess i guess if it came down to you got to pick only one out of all well, these I, there's like a lot I, yeah. of that's there's a lot of things at. that probably should be in the olympics before that one, but because um, I think well, isn't there like a man? We're really showing how much we don't know about the Olympics. I don't know shit about <laughs> yeah, anything. No shit. <laughs> like I was like, is there Olympic chess? <laughs> I don't know. That's interesting. Would they do that? Because people, it's... there's people watch chess. Yeah, no, it, it's a big you know? thing. It's I mean, it's or really, like uh, Go, the... in, like the Asian game Go. There's hell of people that, that watch that. Uh, it's kind of like a chess, but different way harder oh okay yeah, i don't know i don't know much about it either but i know that it's huge in asia what i'm thinking what i think would be cool is like say like 50 years from now when mm-hmm. like they'll start being like e-sports dude <laughs> or like you know what i'm saying like vr sports in the olympics maybe oh you know zero g sports what would be interesting is if they had like vr uh like boxing matches mm where, yeah, that'd be really interesting. I don't know like, how they would Because, like, yeah, because fighting is based is like based on like weight divisions. So how do you? And, well, and also it's 
there's like a, a lot of danger in like getting punched in the face all the time. So there's all this worry about concussions and like the long term effects of that. And so it's like if you had a VR thing, you can use your skill in boxing, but like without any of the danger, without the danger. And and obviously, I think to that's be a, a good boxer, you yeah. still you, it still take tons of athleticism. But yeah, you're not getting punched in the face. It's kind of like the VR is just reading that you got punched in the it face would have and going to- like. Uh, you're down. <laughs> yeah. But then I guess there's, I guess it becomes weird because yeah, you don't have the chance to like get back up like a regular boxer would, you know, they got the mm. 10 seconds to stand up or whatever. Oh yeah. It'd I be mean, a different sport. It'd be like it would have VR be. punch, punch each other. <laughs> Pun- VR punch out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what it would be. Punchy punch, man. Punch, punch. Yeah. Punch but like out. it would have to, um, they would have to get like the, the graphics would be really good to like mm-hmm. if for people. Like, cause I think a lot of it these days, it's like, they have to. They want to put sports in that people. There's an audience like people really want to watch. Yeah, you know. So like, which I think is why substitute, breaking. Oh yeah, that's why I think breaking will be great in the Olympics because it's just fun to watch. Even if you yeah. don't know shit about it, you're, it's just like, dude, you everybody, everyone can key into that hype. <laughs> they, they all like understand rhythm a little bit. To be able to like recognize that guy's got rhythm. And that guy hits hit that blow up. Some crazy thing. move. Yeah, I mean it's in a way like breaking has always been like a um, like a, a, a spectator sport in a way because the the thing I always mention to people about judging breaking it because I, I always make the argument that you can't really judge breaking because it's really an art form. But the only argument I can make for judging is that when you were battling like way back in the day before there was any kind of competition, you were trying to like clown the guy you're against. Right. And the way you do that is to get the crowd to like cheer for you. Mm. And when you like do something to them, they're like, aha, he got it. And you know, and he can't do anything back to it. Um, so in a way the the crowd was always judging it anyways. And so um, I think, that's why I make the argument too that it's a spectator sport really if when you when you bring the competition aspect into it it really is a spectator sport. Mm. So yeah, I think the the only issue or nothing else well, one of the issues they'll come across just in terms of implementing in the Olympics is just just the 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 judging system. Yeah. How how will they do that in a way that like makes sense? And like I think and it depends on if they like if they'll come up with their own system or just respect the three judge point system mm-hmm. or will yeah. they come up with their own thing? Cause I feel like out of all the sports in Olympics, it's probably the closest in to like gymnastics. So then I wonder if yeah. like, once that, once B-boying becomes more established in the battle sense, will there be other things? Cause like gymnastics has its own, like, I don't know how many days or whatever, but it's like, you know, the pummel horse is just, just one thing. One and you event, can be, yeah. you spend your whole life just trying to be the best of the pummel horse and it's like, yo, that's just that's just flares. It's just so a it's flare like, yeah. You know, will there be like a you know, flare competition, yeah. head spins, and then there'll be b boys, kind of like in like those like crazy Japan crews, where it's like you got mm-hmm. their just you have your 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 hybrids, and then you have your just specialist. That one guy, he doesn't do much. He just does head spins. He can do it for years. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, that kind of stuff. That would be cool. And then you would have like then you could have like the style and creativity battles, where it's more about more about that. Yeah, I've I've had this conversation with a lot of people on the podcast actually, because uh, I I'm a, I'm a firm believer that it's really hard to judge 
groundbreaking because it's essentially an art form, and mm-hmm. I like to make the comparison to painting. How do you judge this painting versus that painting? There's a lot of things you can do, like color composition, uh, brush strokes, whatever, you mm-hmm. know, detail, all these different things. But ultimately, when you go, I like that one more than that one, Yeah, you're just t- taking Popular all those opinion. aspects and saying this one matches the stuff that I like the most versus yeah. that one. So it's it's very much a subjective uh, decision between those two art pieces. So in a way, breaking is the same thing. It's like there's so many aspects to breaking. There's musicality. There's dynamics. There's, um, you know, flow, all these different mm-hmm. things. Um, and you're all, you're, everyone's going to have their own opinion about what they like the most. And so when you're judging between these two guys, given that they didn't crash or anything or break their face, uh, you're going to go, okay, Can this you guy. Can break your face and it not be a crash? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Tiny Tim? <laughs> <laughs> For people who don't know, Tiny Tim is a b-boy. Shout out to Tiny Tim. What up, Tiny Tim? He jumps on his face and does all sorts of crazy stuff, and it's like his, Yo, yeah, that's his thing. <laughs> he's got no nerves in his body. He must not. because He just drops on himself. He'll all do the time. a front but it's flip. Dope. Over, yeah, it's, it's dope. Yeah, I mean, it's dope. He flips not, over some crazy yeah, stuff. This is then, not a clown. This is a this is a boost because he is literally <laughs> yeah. the coolest. Like he'll just just throw him over a car. He's fine. <laughs> yeah, he's a. Uh, um, he should get into stunt work. Honestly, you know those you know those little clown dolls that like you can't knock them over. Oh, yeah, the little punch, the clown. punching ones, dude. Yeah. He's one of those. Like you throw those, and it's just like, yeah, and, he and lands just on ding. his feet. You're like, oh, okay, how's we'll that? Play some dopey music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's one of those. Oh, uh, anyways, shout out to Tiny Tim. Um, but yeah, so, but yeah, when you're judging between those two guys, ultimately you're gonna go to your overall opinion about it. Mm. So, uh, when you're going to the Olympics now, you really need to have some. You need to be able to quantify that is yeah. the ultimate goal. And so I haven't figured out a good way to do that. I know there's a couple guys that have tried to do it, like Dizzy. Like or the hours system and the yeah, R16 I think, system? Yeah, that, that's Dizzy's. Yeah, that's Dizzy's system. Are those two different ones? Am I talking about the same thing? I'm pretty sure it's the same thing. Okay. It's the one where there's like well, what's the other? There's five know, categories. Yeah, but uh, yeah, and there's like one judge for each. Yeah. But what's the other system then? The BC1 system? Is that that's still just three judges, isn't it? There's th- yeah. There's the typical one is three judges, and at the end of a set amount of rounds, they point to whoever won. Yeah. And usually, what they do is they judged it round for round. So, round one, maybe B boy A took it. Round two, B boy B took it. Go on for mm-hmm. that, and then whoever had the most rounds that they won uh, gets to win that battle. Um, that's the typical thing I've seen. And I guess determining who won each round usually comes down to who flopped, mm. or if, or yeah, because yeah, on, on, like on a especially once you with b boys on such a high level, yeah, it's usually always kind of like this until someone does something to stand out or to fall off, y- yeah. So like they either you know hit some like crazy combo and then the other guy just doesn't meet that, yeah. Or but yeah, the only. Th- Every time I talk to anybody about this, I always say that the the only uh, universal quantifiable um, criteria we have in really dancing is a crash. Is you can go like that crash looked a lot worse than that crash, or that guy crashed and that guy didn't. 
That's that's Boom. the that's that, the other thing with B boy. I always give props to B boys for because uh, B boying is hands down the most um, athletic and physically taxing mm. of the uh, of the styles that you can dance. I mean, like in the battle scene until that's they start doing parkour it. to music. <laughs> <laughs> they just put boxes just in, <laughs> yeah. in just like a massive like ten square meter space <laughs> and it's just like hey that's cool like, have you seen competitive tag dude that, that shit stuff is, crazy. is so dope oh my and god that's like that's like that that's how you would move on from man that. and see that shit should be a sport uh, uh, an olympic sport i love yeah it's, I love it actually that. would be a lot easier to judge too because it's just like how many tags you just yeah it's just who can get tagged or like how long it took to get tagged or yeah. whatever and you just make the rules on like how you can actually interact with all the things on there and like what it means if you go out of bounds or whatever. Yeah, or like and that's have really all criteria on like you have to touch certain things while you do it yeah. or something. We're, but back to b-boying. Yeah, we're bra- I think we're bra- breaking has a lot of difficulty is the the artistic aspect mm-hmm. of it is like how do you quantify any of that and it's really freaking hard. And so that's why um so and so I think that's where it being similar to gymnastics kind of breaks down because a lot of gymnastics, I mean, they, I think gymnasts, when they do like floor routines, they do get some kind of creativity score. Um, it's like, it's like one judge is assigned to that. Or? I don't know how it works, honestly. Yeah, and, and that might not even be a thing. I might just be making it up. That's just what <laughs> I heard. But, um, but I know that what they do is they submit their routine so that all the judges know what's going to happen. In the oh, routine. so they have like a comparison. So, well, because then they go, okay, they're going to do this specific flip at this moment. So then they know what that's supposed to look like and what a perfect execution of of that that looks like. And so when they do that, they can do a deduction if they, Mm. like, had to step out when they landed or whatever. But you can't do that for breaking because... No, There's no routine gonna you're going to submit before. It's all like off the top of your head. Yeah. And and it's I not mean you don't even know what kind of music is going to be playing, honestly. And it's I all think up to the judge. That's probably I mean, the, the biggest DJ. the biggest difference between um how b-boying goes in the Olympics then. Yeah. Unless they force it that way, I don't know how it's cuz that's the thing is we don't know how it's going to go if down. If they forced it, I think it'll be weird, but yeah, I'm not against that. But, but you know, like if like say if it's like like you know, like showcase yeah, you know, if they have you do showcase, like you know, and then people start, you know, basically submitting choreography. It, it would be boy choreography. Yeah, yeah. So if they did that, I don't think that that's a bad thing. It'll be very different from what everybody is used to, though, in the mm. scene. Um, I guess you know what? Like, the, I take we, that back because Battle of the Year had their like shows. Mm-hmm. In a way, it'd be doing what Battle of the Year was doing, minus the battles but i guess somehow they would be integrating battles into that maybe i don't know yeah well i mean that's what i'm saying i kind of feel like it'd be showcase versus showcase yeah Yeah. or like that's what i'm saying like i think right now they're starting with battles because that's just the most the easiest most palatable way to put it out there but then once it becomes more established then once see it well because it's just you know also like you know money talks so it's like the more um more hype around watching b-boying if it and if it actually goes off internationally, they're like, okay, well, let's create more events that more people can come watch. Yeah, yeah. And then you'll have more obscure and di- um, different events. But for now, it's just the, the battling and how they decide to push that. But I think regardless of how they do it, it's definitely ch- going to change um, the culture moving forward. And whether or not yeah. it's going to split it, 
And because like it's it's already like you can already kind of say there's different kinds of people like you know you got show boys, e boys, b boys, mm. you know, and it's, you you know there's there's kind of already different breeds. Yeah. Whereas now and then you'll have the Olympic b boy for say versus like you know say a cipher b boy or a you know a, a battle b boy and like people that mm. just they have their focus where they most excel at. Yeah. But yeah. still all part of the greater b boy community. It's kind of like street skating versus vert skating in a there you go. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, you know, like I, I, you live on the half pipe, or you prefer like you know going just out in the street. And you can just skate yeah, on anything. Hit, hit on like rails or whatever. Mm. Yeah. Um. So going back to judging, actually, the other thing that I try to compare it to is like combat sports, because in a way, a battle is a fight between two groups or two people, right? And you're. Oh, we're at 45 minutes-ish. We can probably mm-hmm. wrap up pretty soon. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, what was I saying? Uh, combat sport. Yeah, similar to combat sport because, yeah, you're, you got t- two guys kind of reacting to music. In a, you know, in a way, that's like fighting. Mm. Is it's like, just the circumstance that you're in. You're, so, someone's not throwing attacks at you. They, The DJ is throwing music at you. And, and yeah, and then the other guy's throwing, like, certain moves and stuff and so you're responding to all that stuff you're listening Mm -hmm. you're focused on the music you're focused on what this guy just did somehow you're going to answer what he just did um in your own way and then he's going to come back and answer you too so it's kind of like turn-based combat sort of (laughs) i mean kind of i i definitely think mixed uh, mixed martial arts is a good um analogy for the battle yeah, but uh, I, I guess it's like kind of like the the music is more of like the landscape that you have to navigate. Mm. Yeah, it's yeah. like you know because it's like different rings makes different. It changes. It's the a combat. Pokemon battle. Yeah, kind of, yeah. So if you're at a gym and you, yeah. they, they play like electro, no, this is electric, electric boogaloo, electric style, <laughs> electric style music. It's so electric, gym. yeah, you need to hit this electric <laughs> Pokemon moves Dude, to take out it. the other guy. Dude, that's what it is. Yeah, <laughs> my two thousands are super effective to his. Weak CCs. Yeah, <laughs> terrible CCs, yeah. <laughs> terrible Dude. <laughs> what would a rock type poke B-boy be? Rock type B-boy would probably be like, uh, what do you call them? Um, like all suicide drops. Oh, yeah. Uh, that'd be like, or like, be that'd like, be like um, ground type. Rock type would probably be kind of like what Junior does. <laughs> junior would be a rock type. Yeah, he, he is, is like Geo a rock. Dude. He's, he's a Geo dude. <laughs> yeah. He's straight up. That's what's up. Oh, yeah. dude. and then like wind, and then like all the spinning, po- like like a lot of like spinning oh, yeah. power D- is like that's like wind or D-boy like fighting. Pocket is yeah, uh, fighting Pokemon. Yeah, and then and then fire fire B boys just just burns. Oh, the burns <laughs> just guys do lots oh, of tight. burns. <laughs> water type would be like. Like a flow like, style, uh, maybe. yeah, yeah, yeah. You, I think you'd be like water. Type. Oh, I'd be a water type. <laughs> You're like water type. I'm like I'd be like electric type because I'm just electric super. Type. Because I'm all about just uh, high energy. Vince would be spastic. electric type, I think. Yeah, he would. Yeah, Vince he would, would be electric. He'd be like the next evolution up, though. I'm like, I'd be like. Oh, uh, you'd be a Pikachu and yeah. you'd be a Raichu? Yeah, I reckon, <laughs> that's what I reckon. In, in the b-boying world. Actually, sure. Pikachu is a lot cooler than Raichu. Cooler, maybe. But He's not, a detective. But a Raichu that's will smoke up. a Pikachu every time. Yeah. Except in the cartoon, which doesn't follow its own rules. He's cuter. <laughs> yeah. And he's a detective. And he's a detective. He's got the voice watch of Ryan de- Reynolds, so yeah, watch he's got the inner Pikachu. like beauty too. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> um, 
dude, that's what's up. Pokemon. Um, what was I saying? Co- so combat sports, I think, is somewhat similar, but the difference between combat sports and breaking again is like combat sports. You can get points for like connecting certain uh, punches or whatever, strikes mm-hmm. or, or a certain takedown or a submission or whatever. But there's nothing that really. There's nothing that's similar in breaking, I guess. Mm. So I've always had I've had the issue of how do you how do you reconcile that in the in terms of judging and I've come to the, and let me know what you think about this is I've come to the to the uh, to the realization that I think the fairest way to judge this is to just have a crap ton of judges, let's say ten or more, judge this. They're all you know. Just guys like that across have been doing the spectrum it. of b-boying, exactly. old, young. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mm. mean, they obviously have to be knowledgeable about the scene. Like you, you got to vet them properly and make sure that, like, I mean, they'd probably have to have like a years of experience type of thing, and then a year um, or years. No years, okay, like okay. you know, multiple years of yeah. experience in it, like well known, uh, from different paid, areas. Paid their dues. Paid like, dues. Yeah, which. I mean, I guess that's a debate too of like what constitutes, you know, a good a, a, someone who fits into that category mm. and who doesn't. But like, I would say if you can get ten or more people like that, and you just sit them in a circle, like that's your crowd around this battle. That's a cool idea. And then just let the battle happen, and they just hold up like the color side that they. I mean, they one. just essentially they can judge the way they've always judges point to the, who they think wins. But if they're, and, yeah. But I think what, what's good about that is you rule out a little bit of the specific, like, crew, you know, personal bias. is mm. like, cause maybe Cause this, three, maybe three's a, easy to still have some bias, but yeah, if you've got 10, cause like, if, if, if one judge in those three it. says, uh, like, I really like this guy over that guy and I'm always going to vote for him. That's a third of the judging power mm. is always going to vote for that. So, I say you just need to get Wide more judges in, in it pool. so that that guy gets beat out because he's obviously right. judging incorrectly. Because then it lessens the value of his bias. Yeah, and so now it's like maybe he's voting always for B-Boy A, and then you got like seven other guys that are voting for B-Boy B. It's probably more likely that B-Boy B won than B-Boy A because the majority was on that side. Yeah. So, I think that's probably the fairest way to do it, and then you just gotta pay good attention to who's who you're putting in the pool of judges, and maybe you want to do even more than ten, maybe twenty, like who knows? Yeah. But I would say somehow doing the majority rule thing, in a way, it stays somewhat true to breaking because breaking started as kind of like, like I was saying before, like a spectator sport. It was um uh crowds were judging in the first place so now you have just this really knowledgeable crowd true right and they're judging and uh the biased people kind of get outvoted or they fall in line with the, r- the rest of the majority and everyone else thought that that guy actually won straight up. i think that's probably the fairest way to do it i don't know um i don't know if that's how it would be implemented but i know that that way is still going to break down as soon as somebody who, d- who doesn't know anything about breaking comes in and say, well, why did that guy win over them? And then they go, but then, oh, but well, then, uh, that's what, and then that's like when you need to have like good commentators that can kind of 
explain it because that's so that's like every other sport you have commentators yeah. that know what they're talking about and then when the audience watches like oh okay yeah because yeah. like if i come in i come in like i don't sports i don't do sports but when uh-huh. i watch i know the commentator will help make sense of like, okay well they're winning because so-and-so can't kick or something mm-hmm. you know yeah 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 I, I would say so but even sometimes though like commentators will get it wrong too. i mean i don't know how often it is that I see a battle that I judged one way and it went the other way. And I don't know if that's because I'm bad got, at judging. Or you've got like finer, fine-tuned your sense of who won. I you've think. been to so many. Yeah, I mean, I, all I can say is that it comes down to my bias. So, uh, um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I know that there's, there's, a, there's a big, there's a big, uh, thing that the whole committee of olympics is gonna have to like get over to to have breaking really be um i guess a respectable sport Mm. um and and it's judging is that big hump that they need to get over but i think yeah in time it's just like anything in time there will be growing pains but i mean like it's been it's been 50 years and 50 years coming you know like and it's there now it's not, you know, unless someone messes up real bad, <laughs> I don't think it's going anywhere. Like, yeah. it's, it's I, I reckon it's here to stay. This is the time. <laughs> it's, their, it's their time. Yeah, the only thing some of us were talking about before um, in a different show uh, was um, the thing that we thought would mess it up is, like, drug use yep. in breaking. Because, okay. like, there's so many people that use a lot of drugs, and so, like, Oh, like Once, but like like performance enhancing drugs or just weed? It's well, mostly it's weed, but I know like people do a lot of stuff. So I don't know. If I, it's not be, perform. I don't know. Yeah, I don't there's not a lot of b boys that do steroids or anything. But I don't know what the rules are in the Olympics. In well, terms once you of, get to the Olympics, it's just no drugs, right? Yeah, that's what it's I just, thought. It's you like you can't clean. have any. You got to be clean. You, yeah, exactly. You have to come in at like and just, so just what you just what you're innately given. I would. I mean, if the, if you literally can't coffee, do anything, you can have coffee. You can have coffee. Okay. Energy drinks. So I, I would say if they were able to throw out weed, you'd probably get a good amount of B-boys. Excluded? <laughs> if, if if they test for weed, dude, the scene, the scene is going to have a very hard time. I, I mean, I don't, but, do, I don't smoke weed I don't or anything, know. but I know that there's a lot mm. of B-boys that do. And so. I mean, like, I'm sure there's heaps of Olympians that smoke weed, too, just not on the day of, a, of you know. I mean, like, you know, I, I get They'd what you're have saying, to go though. cold turkey for, like, months though like before they go i would imagine right i mean but like you know but i mean they allow i mean maybe it's a thing that will eventually catch on because now that you know america's legalized marijuana now that at least a lot of a lot of yeah a lot of countries that's fine and like no one has a problem with athletes smoking cigarettes which actually kill you so like yeah i see i don't know it i mean yeah it's it's it really comes down to what the olympic committee thinks about it because which is a worldwide thing and so, you know, definitely in some countries, um, it's been completely legalized. In America, it's like kind of halfway there. Yeah. Um, uh, but I know in other countries, it's like go to jail forever sometimes. Um, so I don't know. I don't know how, how that feeds into the Olympics. But I, I would say that's probably the one big thing that will F it up, if anything. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And when you say it, it does seem... <laughs> Like, it could be a risk. It just depends on, uh, I mean, really, you can't really know how it's going to turn out because there's so many variables. These yeah. Days. Um, there's, 
Yeah, there's so many different ways, but I, I'm in, I'm excited to see what happens with the Olympics, and um, you know, uh, I think a lot of b boys are, and I think it's a good thing for the scene. Hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, excited to see how it goes. Yeah, and my and my main argument for that is that it's going to introduce so many different people to it that exactly. just didn't know it even existed, and that there was this kind of competitive thing out there, and so. Um, um, with that, I think we could probably start wrapping this show up. Um, Dope. Um, I think that was a pretty good discussion. Um, is there anything you want to close with? Or is there any like shout outs or uh, plugs <laughs> um, you want to do? A uh, shout out to uh, Jabberwockies in Las Vegas. Dope show. I just saw them the other day, and it was like just yeah. really good to catch up. And it was a good, yeah, really good show. Check that out. Shout out to Swagamama Crew in Brisbane, Australia. I don't know if any of you will ever hear this, but it's uh, if you do, just no, please, please repping. listen. Oh God! <laughs> but uh, just <laughs> 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 uh, second nature crew, of course. OG, uh, press play. I mean, I, yeah, I think those are the those are the main four for me. And yeah, and just uh, thanks for having me on, man. It's good catching up as always. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, and we're out here in uh, America for your visit your yearly visit and so um anyways with that we can wrap up right now where you got any like final uh plug you want to do yeah just what's your instagram do do what you love ah no don't worry put my instagram your instagram (laughs) yeah (laughs) all right all right see you guys thanks for listening